I know, right? <laughs> I know, like, yeah, let's go. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tommy. This is the Lead Fast Podcast. This is another edition of Going Pro. We have a special guest with us. I'm going to hit my microphone 10 times. We have <laughs> a special guest with us today. Um, we are back in our like kind of second home city of Nashville, Tennessee with the one and only Ashley Cook. Watch this. Oh, uh, oh you can't hear oh, it. You're giving cheers. We're cheering oh, for you. Woo. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Tommy. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, this is going to be fun. Daniel's <laughs> not here today because Daniel got sick. Oh, no. Daniel's sick? Daniel. So Daniel, a couple of weeks ago, got, um, Did he get got the, vid? the vid. He got the vid. Oh, no. And uh, he got that Rona. And uh, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna take these off, too. Okay, and it put, him, it put him in the hospital for... A, like five or six days he was in critical like it was it was very scary it got very very scary very very quick holy cow but he's, he's okay. now at home and resting and just taking some time off but you just don't think about it you know I, you just don't you can't yeah because it's just too you much you can't like, think about it you can like catch a you know suit. a death deathly like flesh-eating virus from a from gas a pump too yeah, yeah yeah exactly so you just can't you can't live your life in fear all the time you True. try not to um but we're excited that you're here We've like this is taking a minute. I know it has. I, I just suck at texting. It's, no, it's, not, it's not your fault, but like I never things for you have like in the last like Come eight on. months have like like done some things. Um, so we'll let everybody know who you are. So I discovered you on TikTok of all places. Yep. Um, I was like, oh, this is a great cover of this song, and I saw some things. I was like, wow, she's really talented. And then I realized that like you're not just somebody on like. You legit had hundreds of thousands of people on TikTok, and it was very quick and Insta. And so it was like, you know what? She's super interesting. That'd be great for Going Pro. So I'll tell you what we do. So Going Pro is a series we do. I have the thought that every professional has the same mindset, whether you play hmm. football or you're, you're like a CEO at a major company, every professional person that's been successful they all go about their life the same way. They the the essence of what makes them important or makes them special to the world uh, is different in each person, but it takes the same things to draw that out of them. So it takes the same work ethic. It takes the same you know creativity. It takes the same uh, sure. all those things. And so uh, we have been interviewing our favorite professionals across the board. So we uh, had Brett Lockett who won uh, a couple Super Bowls with the Patriots and. Uh, Zach Godley, who's a starting pitcher for the Red Sox, and Coach Danny Ford, who won a national championship with the Tigers. And uh, we've had a bunch of people, but you are our first musician that we've had. Um, we're starting to move into the arts. We just did this three-part series with Travis Austin here in Nashville. Awesome. And talked about fashion and how he thinks about business. And uh, so we're going to dive into kind of all those things. And then I'm going to beg you to play music later. I can do that. All right, My cool. voice is a little gone from some shows, but I'll do it. Awesome. We'll so, so. Back back us up, cause you're like six minutes old. Like it's crazy. Cause I'm forty and you're twenty three. All right, so you're a baby. But I feel so old though. I feel like such you? an old soul. It's crazy. I feel like I've been. I mean, I've been in music since I was like ten. You're like a crazy cat lady. Yeah, something like that. I mean, more like a dog lady. But okay, we'll we'll do it. But I've been in music since I was ten. So it feels like I've been. So kind this of is around yeah, the you've block. been doing yeah, it. Yeah, which has been cool because the whole you know TikTok social media thing blew up more so the last like six months or so i mean i've only been ticked on, on tiktok for like gosh like seven months mm -hmm. it's like pretty new so it's cool because a lot of people now are reaching out and um you know getting to kind of know my name a little bit around the town um, but i've been here for so long so it feels like i'm 
80. So, <laughs> so singing since you were eight or 10, but that wasn't here, right? You lived in LA for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of grown up all over the country. Um, I was born in Wisconsin and then I moved to California and then to South Florida. You have a very Midwest vibe. Really? Yeah. You have I get a very, that you have I a don't very, have the accent though. No, but you have a very Midwest down to earth vibe. I Thank like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, then I moved to Nashville officially when I was 18, mm-hmm. but I spent some time on and off here. Um, I was in a duo with my sister for a long time. So we spent some time in Nashville working with some people when I was like 13. Um, so I've been here on and off. I say that I've been here for about 10 years, um, but officially I've been here since I was 18. Okay. So you told me a story about... Um, oh gosh, I've told you lots of stories. Now yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, the good story about doing the Belmont Showcase. Yeah. And I just think that's so like, because you weren't doing music. You weren't pursuing no. music. You were going a different path. You had yep. chosen something different. Yeah, so I was studying communication at Belmont. So nothing to do with music whatsoever. Um, I've been in music since I was a kid, right. but my sister and I were in the duo and went to college and kind of were just like figuring our stuff out, figuring out what we wanted to do with our lives. And I was like, man, senior year's rolling around. Do I want to do communication? Do I want to go into like PR? Do I want to do marketing? Go to law school? I'd so, I mean, obviously, yeah, right. senior year of college, you're, the world's your oyster. You just can do whatever you want to do. And I applied for the Belmont Showcase on a whim, which if you don't know what Belmont Showcase yeah, is, that. it's this big thing that Belmont puts on every year. Um, previous winners are like FGL, Brad Paisley, uh, Josh Turner, who introduced me at the Showcase School. Which That's cool. cool, yeah. Um, so I applied for it on a whim, having no idea if I was even going to get in. And... I think I was like one of the only non-music majors to compete that year in Country Showcase too. And so it was myself, Patrick Murphy, who now is signed over to Sony ATV, um, Alyssa Newton, who was on Songland, and Tiger Lily is also in the 615 house, I think we'll mm-hmm. talk about later. Um, but yeah, so I applied on a whim, got in, and ended up winning it, which was crazy. And so from that moment forward, I, I remember praying before, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a Christian, and I remember praying before the Country Showcase, just thinking like, God, whatever you want me to do, just open the doors and I'll walk through them. If you don't want them to be open, right, then hold right. them tight. And I won the showcase and doors just sort of flying open after that. And for about, that was about a year and a half ago. So not even that much yeah. time. So a year and a half ago, you win the, the Belmont showcase. And like you said, doors start f- flying open. What does that, what does that look like on a daily basis though? Like, so like, cause I think people think I'm going to come to Nashville. And there's a joke that Nashville's a 10 year town and it definitely I mean, is. you've been here 10 years and it happened. So that, yeah. that maybe that holds true. Yep. Um, but I, I always think of that. It's like, it's a 10 year town. You've been here 10 years and you haven't done it. Then leave like that. It's that you're probably not, you know, cut out for this. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, it could, it could be a two year town if you did 10 years worth of work. So it's, it's, it takes 10 years for you to learn the ropes and do the things and make the relationships happen so that you can have access to the opportunity. But that happened like in a moment for you. So then what does the day-to-day change to? Like, what does that look like now for it's you? It's a great question. Um, I mean, over the last year, it's looked different for sure. Also mm. with the pandemic that we've been entering into or been in, I guess now. Um, so when I first graduated, it was a lot of going out to bars late at night and just talking to people and getting to know everybody mm. and playing the writer's rounds with two people sitting in the crowd. And you really have to kind of pay your dues, which I also did in the duo. Right, I, mean, right, I toured yeah. around the country as a kid. Um, but it really is just, they say the the catchphrase, be present to win in Nashville is so important. Right. Because if you're not here and you're not around these people, they don't really care. It's kind of, you know, become friends with people before you work with them. Yeah. You um, can't go from ghost to famous. Exactly. You have to, you know, pe- some people that skyrocket overnight, people in Nashville, like, who are they? What's And then they don't want right. to help them really because they don't know them. So it's more so like become friends with people that you want to work with. And just like you and I became friends before this podcast, like you yeah, just got to become friends yeah, with people sure. to really 
want to work with them. Um, it's definitely an in crowd town. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's as big as Nashville is. It's cr- it's incredible to me how many people just know each other. Yeah. So like it is just like you're two steps away from anyone that you really want to meet. If you'll just show up and be like, serve, like yeah. we always talk about serving first and selling second, like, so true. And so like, how do we just serve people? And, and, and that's how we even, that's how you and I met because of chase, because we were exactly. helping build uncut experience. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. If you're hearing that <laughs> online, like, we're in a very cool space. Uh, it's a rehearsal space here, but it like is Bigfoot. in a parking garage. And so it's like Bigfoot. every time a large car goes over us, it sounds like a rocket ship is taking off above <laughs> us. Um, Kind of, but you know, I mean, you're right. It's that's one of the hardest things about Nashville is so distracting. Um, it is such an in crowd town, and so if you're not, if you don't have your, they call it your camp. If you don't have right. your camp, it's really tough to get in one when you're a newer artist, a newer right. writer in town. So people keep asking me now, like, like I know something, but like, what do I do if I'm a new artist coming to Nashville? And I'm like. Biggest piece of advice is just make a bunch of friends. Don't be like, hey, let's write sometime right off the bat because people get really turned off by it. It's what we do yeah. for a living. It's, it's our job. Who you're around is really important when it comes to Nashville and, yeah. and who, you know, who you associate yourself with. So people are hesitant to write with you or play with you because then you're immediately associated together. So it's very much like the reason it's a 10-year town is because people want to get to know you. They want to vet you out. Anybody can be a nice person for six months. You right, know? right, yeah. So. Well, I mean, so you're day-to-day is, I mean, I'm sure, pretty incredible at this point, but, like, it wasn't six months ago. I mean, like, yeah. oh, eight months ago, whenever you, like, you were still in Florida. Like, you mm-hmm. were in Florida at your parents' house, right? Yeah, yeah, quarantined up. Yeah, so when I first graduated, again, it was a lot of, like, going to bars, playing shows around town, just kind of meeting people, and lots of days I was like, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm not getting paid for these shows. Because in Nashville, you really don't get paid. It's You get you really do it for the exposure and the experience. Um, so I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, how do I break past this certain stage? And I think everybody struggles with that mm-hmm. coming to Nashville. Um, but then I went quarantined in Florida, got on TikTok. It was crazy how people that I used to talk to and be friends with back before the TikTok thing happened, you know, now they're like, oh my gosh, hey, because they saw me on TikTok. Right, right, right. And I'm like, you've known me for, you know, a year now, but now you really pay attention because I'm on TikTok, which is amazing. And not to like, you know shit on sorry to curse but like (laughs) you know what I mean like not to like hate on the TikTok thing but it's just like no I've been at this for a minute yeah exactly (laughs) and so now it's like wake up make a video make another video make another video (laughs) and you know it's just hang I have a team now that's amazing that I met through the TikTok thing and um it's it's just a lot of like self-motivating and and planning out your days to a T Mm -hmm. um you know like I literally in my calendar have like wake up make breakfast, sit down for a minute, get off my phone and just like think about ideas and brainstorm. And then right. it's make a video. And then it's, you know, come record a really cool podcast with Tommy. And then it's like, you know, go play a show. Like tonight right. I'm playing a show. So it's, it's definitely changed over the last couple of months, but in a great way, just okay. a lot busier. So, so I want to hear the TikTok story. Um, I, well, I want them to hear the TikTok story. Yeah. I know the TikTok story. <laughs> You've told it to me. Um, but I want them to hear how that happened because it's something important you said um, that, you, you know, don't necessarily want to be known as the TikTok girl. I mean, you've been doing this for a while, but life and how impactful you are in life. And a lot of the opportunities that you get are about the level of influence that you have. And you've obviously gotten a lot more opportunities now on this side. Your TikTok didn't make you more talented. You. you always had the stuff to be an incredible, like, like, and just so you know, 
I geek out a little bit for everybody <laughs> watching because I'm a fan. Like, so the, this is fun for me because I'm a <laughs> fan. Like a real, like I told people like, I'm going to sound really terrible during this interview <laughs> because I'm a fanboy. But wow. the, your level of influence has changed. Like in, it, it changes how you have to deal with labels now and how, like, for sure. so, so take everybody back. Cause there are, a billion 13 year old little girls who want to be TikTok famous right yep. now, but you didn't plan to be TikTok to famous. Nobody does. <laughs> I think, you know, it's funny because even talking to people over at TikTok, nobody understands the virality of it. And right. I think that's the beauty of it. And that's what's like so addicting about it and fun is because you could post a video of, you know, your cat making a weird noise and it gets 13 million views and nobody can anticipate that. Um, and so the first video for me that went viral, I posted having zero expectation of what it was going to do. Right. So my first real TikTok video, one of this, this cute guy in my hometown told me to post it and I did. And I literally just came inside one day from the pool when I was quarantining in Florida with braids in my hair, no makeup on, like totally zero right. effort, recorded two versions of it, posted it and it got, now it's at like 2.4 million views. <laughs> it was like That's an so overnight. Stupid. It was crazy. It was so just absolutely stu- nuts. 2.4 million views. Yeah. And that's what it's at now. It's just, I remember coming, I recorded it in our guest room in Florida. And I remember like running into the kitchen and being like to my sister, I was like, Jen, I think this just got like 20,000 views in like 20 minutes. And she was like, what? What even is this app? She didn't even have TikTok <laughs> downloaded. And I was like, it's TikTok. Like, I don't know. I'm bored in quarantine. Like, I just did it for fun. And I caught the bug and I had nothing else to do in quarantine. So right. I just made a bunch of videos every single day. And just that's the trick to it is consistency. Um, it's just consistency and always brainstorming new ideas because people get bored of the same thing. Um, so, like, you can't just post the same thing over and over again or just different versions right. of it. You have to be creative and do new things. So you're... So you have TikTok and then you have Instagram and you're 30. Instagram. Uh, yeah, on the gram. Twitter. Whatever. But then you've, like, so on Spotify, though, you have this great cover of this Morgan Wallen hit um, <laughs> that's got, like, a quarter of a million plays. Yeah, now, it's crazy. was that before? Like, did you put that on TikTok and then go record it and put it on Spotify? Or was that already out on Spotify and, like, you had already recorded it and said, I'm going to put this on TikTok, too? Yeah, so that was totally TikTok first over to Spotify. Right. Which is pretty cool because... I just actually wrote with Craig Wiseman, who's the guy that wrote Chasing You. So it's like crazy full circle how things have have come together. But um, I posted a video in my parents' like empty bathroom upstairs of Chasing You. It was just like a reverb kind of version of Mm -hmm. it. And it blew up. Got like, I think it was like over 700,000 views, which is, I mean, to me, like millions is a big, but like I'm like getting spoiled with it because I'm like 700, that's a pretty big number. That's huge. Um, Yeah. Yeah, If anybody wants to give me 700,000 views on this podcast, get it now. I'll make a video. Let's do it. Um, But yeah, so I I put that video out and it blew up everybody asking for a version of Chasing You. And so I I did it with my friend, Matt Morrissey, and we just, it was like a a demo kind of Mm -hmm. version of it and just didn't really think much of it. I put it out like pretty much overnight. Like it was like just upload it onto all the different systems and just get it on through. And it's at like, I think almost 400,000 streams right now with zero playlisting. That's all from TikTok. Like <laughs> all of it's just conversion from TikTok over to Spotify. It's my, it's my most streamed song. And I'm like, what? <laughs> What's well, because not everyone's heard Jealous of the Sky yet. So we'll Thank get into you. that in a second. But okay, that's incredible to me because I think the, the power of what you can do on TikTok is that you can vet songs before you go through the expense of recording them. Which is kind of scary, though. Because if you... So, I mean, obviously, you know the process between writing a song and, like, recording (laughs) it and then mastering it and then putting it on the... All the, you know, all the the stuff. If you don't know, it takes a long time to record a song and then, like, from the recording process to... Or the recording date to actually releasing the song, it's, like, 
probably like a month. Mm-hmm. It's like a month and a half. Minimum. Like to yeah, minimum. Yeah. It's like, you know, five, six weeks. Probably more than that because of the recording and the mastering and all of that. So it's kind of scary because if you put out a song on TikTok, just like, hey, you know, wrote this new song, blank, and people love it, it'll get old in a week on TikTok. Right, yeah. People ask for it still, but like you have to like back it up quick. So if you post a video and people love it, it's like If it blows up, you've got to be in the studio recording the next day. Which is awesome. I mean, that's a great problem to have. You know, people want your music. But it's just, it is, it is stressful because you're like, oh no, like, I don't know what to do. I don't have this song recorded. So. But it's, so, so, so you did something similar. Like, I I mean, you were already, you had to have already been planning on recording Just of the Sky. It'd be silly not to. You have to, you had to have known, like, I just wrote a smash, right? Like this. So you didn't? Like, no no, idea. Like, no idea. No clue. Yeah. So a little backstory on my song, Jealous of the Sky. Uh, My best friend passed away from cancer when I was 18. His name was Adam. He was an amazing human. Um, and I've been writing songs my whole life and from 18 to now 23, I, I hadn't written a song about it cause I just really couldn't get past that like mental block. Um, and then this past July, I sat down with my old friend, Bridget Tatum, who also knew Adam and we wrote that song and I was writing it just like a diary entry, just like something to have for me to, you know, sing whenever I feel like I want to express those emotions. And then I showed my team and they were like, this is the next single. This is it. This is the first single. Yeah. This is my first song to go out, like fully produced. Right. So I really had no idea that it was going to be that song. And that's what's crazy is people always ask, like, do you know when you write the song? Right. And most people do, but I had no idea. Um, and I have a lot of new music coming soon that I did know that, like, this is going to be the one. But Jealous of the Sky was, like, just like a journal entry put to music and seeing how many people reacted to it and responded to it. And it wasn't like a I love this song way. It was like I need this song. Mm. This song is exactly how I felt when I lost so-and-so or – went through that emotion. And so I was like, well, let's put it out. Let's do it. People but I think it. what you said is what people are responding. Like I needed this song. Yeah. Like somebody, cause it's, and if you, you go listen to it, just stop this podcast, go <laughs> listen to it, come back. We'll pick up the conversation. But the song is cool because it's not like, there's some angst and anger in that song. Mm-hmm. Like you're a little upset that, you know, like oh, for sure. jealousy, you can't say you're jealous of the sky and not feel anger. Of course. Know, to, to some degree. Well, what's cool is, you know, the acoustic version that we originally obviously wrote it to, mm. it's an angry song. Like, I'm, like, pissed off. I'm like, yo, you took my friend. Like, you took my person. Like, I'm jealous of you because you have him now. But then the way that we recorded it was a little more, like, uplifting because I was like, this is a little a little aggressive. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I want to put this out. But I think it was it was captured perfectly. Matt Dragstrom produced that, who did, all, like, all of FGL stuff. So he's amazing. Um, but, yeah, I just took a different take on it. It's so good. Thank it, you. it really is. It's such a good, good tune. I like a lot of the stuff that. So I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I've been around Ashley that I've heard some other songs, and so <laughs> uh, that that I'm excited about the album coming out. It's. Do you know like you've got like number one after number one in this album? Like, do you feel that with the album coming out? Oh, I mean, I hope. <laughs> it's one of those things that I had to kind of sit down with myself and be like, "Yo, would you want to hear these songs on the radio?" Because I think for a long time, every artist has. The mentality of like, you know, oh, what's the radio going to love and what's, you know, what's the demographic going to love and all this. But it's like, in reality, like, they'll love what you love. So just do what you love and, you know, if they don't like it, then they don't like you. That's whatever. And so, I mean, I have three songs that I just recorded with Jimmy Robbins. Do you know who that is? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. He did like, he just won CMA Song of the Year with The Bones, Marin Morris. He wrote it and and produced that. Um, So we just recorded three new songs and they're all freaking cool. That's awesome. So our buddy, you know, Cameron Marlowe just Mm -hmm. put out his... EP and the last time I heard an album and it's just like I think five songs yeah but like 
four of the fives are number ones. Like the I, I was driving up here listening to it for the first time, and um, the, I remembered thinking like the last time I heard an album that had it was like every song was a smash was Rope in the Wind. Like okay. back in middle school when Garth dropped Rope in the Wind, and it was like every song on here mm-hmm. is killer. I did like. I could just look, you know, we go drive and throw a CD in back in the day. Those were round. They were round. Yeah. Um, CDs were. I was trying to explain to you. Uh, I know what CDs are. I'm not that young. All right. So. Uh, Maybe like records. It's a little bit past my, my days, but I had CDs. Those, I had those growing up. Uh, but so we would drive and just put a CD and you didn't have to hit skip because everything was good. Everything Cameron's was albums like that. Uh, Cameron is, Cameron just dropped that album and it's so good. Um, to listen to it. But I feel like. So I always, so I'm super curious, like, is, is, you know, your, is Ashley's album going to be yeah. like, put it in, hit play and leave it alone? I mean, I hope. I think I'm probably going to do singles, like single after yeah, single yeah. for this first. Cause honestly, Jealous of the Sky was the first song that I put out that was fully produced. So it's still pretty new. Like. And, and 50,000 streams in five days or something it was, like that. Well, it was a hundred thousand streams in a month, which was crazy. So it was. Thank you. If you listen to it, it's, <laughs> it was really, really cool to see. Um, and like Spotify picked it up with like wild country. And, um, honestly, I really wasn't expecting a whole lot with it to be completely honest. Like just because it was such an emotional song mm-hmm. and it was more of like a personal thing for people to get to know me as me and my stories and my voice. And, you know, um, Adam was a huge part of my life and I have a tattoo for him and mm-hmm. all of that. And so I really didn't expect much. I just wanted to put something out that was so raw and real and true to me. Um, but it really has been doing great. So <laughs> that's awesome. So cool. I, w- I want to talk about the future. Yeah. For, hit me. Yeah. The scariest well, thing in the entire world. <laughs> I'm like such an overthinker <laughs> with the future. <laughs> well, I mean, so I, I sort of live there. That's like, that's my job. I live in, I'm mm-hmm. a futurist. I live in the future and I try to reverse every engineer, every outcome back to where we are now. And then with our businesses, um, I'm, this is my 13th business. And so, wow. So with our businesses, that's how we function. So if I can, if I can go where we want to be in my mind and reverse engineer it back to where we are, oh, we can, we can do this. We can, yeah, this, this will work. So, but the music industry, I don't feel like you could ever do that. Like I could never be a part of this because it just wouldn't personality wise. I, I would, yeah, it wouldn't work for me because you can't reverse engineer taste the next album. You know, that sophomore album, everybody talks about like, so what do you do to like guard against like to future proof your you your can. career? <laughs> That's honestly the the hardest and the most fun part of the music industry because you can't control what people are going to think of your music. You just can't. And so that's why I just kind of love to think on the fly, which my team hates because they're like, we have to plan. And I'm like, no, just let's like see what people think of this. But I mean, I have goals. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I want to be on the road. I want to tour. I want to I want to play arenas. I mean, that's every artist and not every artist, but most artist goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really tough to plan ahead because you really cannot tell how people are going to react. Like my favorite song on the EP or the, you know, the next three songs that I'm putting out might not be the best song. And then that's the song I have to go do a lot more with. And sing a million times. Which I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm cool. Anyways, (laughs) it is what it is, but you know, it's, it's tough. It's really, really tough to plan ahead. Um, you just have to have goals and roll with it. But I, I mean, I studied communication and marketing in school. So like my brain's really wired towards like the, the business plan of action and the goals and the whatever, but you just have to kind of give it to God and smile on. <laughs> but I think, I think that's going to be, I, but I, okay. So I think that's where you win though. I think that's where the future proofing is, is because there are a lot of people here where the music's their main, that's where their brain is. And they don't get to be naturally gifted at marketing and whatever. And you get to have your brain 
in the in the execution of ideas because you're naturally a good artist and other people have to work at the being a good artist uh part thank you so much i mean i've heard people in rounds this week that needed to work (laughs) at being the good artist part um but you know they're just growing they're just you know yeah but that's that 10-year town thing like that's the um gary vaynerchuk you know who that is gary Mm -hmm. v um he's just like world famous uh, entrepreneur and he gives a lot of advice and he cusses all the time. So that's like, you either love him or you hate him. Cause he's like, Hey, get your shit together. Like that's his thing. I'm like, yes, sir. Yeah, that's, but he's, he's so funny. I mean, he talks about empathy. Like he's a great dude. Um, but one of the things he talks about is like just showing up every day. Like you've like, and that's the, I feel like in this industry specifically, you've got to show up every day. Yep. So like, so how often now that we're not, you're not on the road, you can't tour. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing every day? <laughs> what are you Great doing question. every day? It's quarantine, man. It, it, I mean, it was tough. Um, I mean, obviously it changes daily, but a big part of it is just sitting with myself and having ideas because like, if you don't create content online for like a week, then you're, you're last week's news. Like you have to really be on top of it. So a lot of it is, writing I write a lot via zoom or in person um, pretty much every day I'm writing um, and it's thinking of ideas for TikToks and it's talking with my team and it's you know writing on my own and it's honestly just sitting and like reading and doing what I need to be doing because if I don't have my mind there then I won't mm-hmm. be able to function properly so it's it's a lot of I mean it's busy it's a busy time I won't lie it's a very very busy time but it's it's a really good time so yeah you're hard to track down yeah. <laughs> like, like not the texting part, like the, like I suck at texting it, on the it was the scheduling. Like it was like, yeah. I've got to write and then I've got this and then I've got that. And I was like, man, when would you tour if you could? I mean, you work around it. I feel like, you know, with music, non COVID there's, there's seasons, there's touring season, there's writing season, there's recording season. Like everybody has like their, their process down pat. Mm-hmm. I'm still figuring mine out. Um, I mean, you know, I did come to this town so long ago where, I feel like I, I dug in and I, I kind of got used to the grind of like, because also to people don't realize that if you're a songwriter for a living, every single day, you have to come up with a new idea and be creative. And there's no promises that you're going to get in a room and you're going to vibe well with that person. So you have to like, you just said show up every day, like show up mentally every day. You can't just come in and clock in and, and, you know, do your work from nine to five. Like you literally have to like get in that room, dig in, talk to somebody, connect with them, be mm-hmm. emotionally there, spend six hours writing a song, seven hours, eight hours, whatever it might be, because you have to finish that song with that person and fight for the song. So it's, I mean, it's exhausting, but it's, it's fun. It's just a different career, and people don't realize that it is emotionally taxing at times. It's hard. You know? yeah. yeah, for sure. So there's the music that Ashley does, and then there's 615 House. And so I, I do <laughs> want to talk about that, because yes, that's, that's important, because we, you know, we talked about influence earlier. That's a co-op of influence. That's that yep. really that's what that is, um, and there is you know nationwide this like onslaught of hype houses, um, <laughs> where people are actually trying to just you know come up with the next viral content. It's all sponsored by uh, you know large corporations that are hoping that the next thing goes viral, and they're holding a can of Sprite when they do it, like those types of things. But that's Dang not energy. yeah yeah yeah. That. But that's not what six one five is because mm-hmm. I mean there's really a bunch of people who were super, super talented, but were already on their own path already yeah. in their own right, full of like had influence, had hundreds of thousands of people um, following them. So where did six one five house come from? So 
it's kind of 615 is the area code in Nashville. Yeah, that's why way. people are like, what's the 615 house? I'm like, it's 615 house and it's, it's the area code in Nashville. So I got on TikTok, as we talked about, just kind of as like something to do during quarantine. Um, and I built a pretty big following on there. And my friend Chris Rudiger, I don't know if you know him. Um, he's another artist here in town. He's great. But we've been friends outside of TikTok forever. And we just started collaborating together on the app with people like Cooper Allen and Priscilla Block and other, you know, country artists here in Nashville that got big on TikTok because there really aren't many. Like in the beginning of it, it yeah. there was only right. like a, a handful of artists in Nashville that were country artists that were big on TikTok. So I was laying on my bed one day and I was thinking about the Hype House, right? Because if you don't know what the Hype House is, I'm sure you do because the Hype House is like the OG TikTok house kind of. Right. But houses date back to like YouTube when YouTube first started where people would get together and join together their platforms to cross collaborate and help each other out on each other's pages to grow. So I was watching the Hype House and I was like, these are a bunch of teenagers who are really attractive and they're cool. They have cool mm -hmm. personalities and they're dancing. I'm like, you know, but how long is this going to last? <laughs> Just And I, I love them. They're crushing it. They really are crushing it. And they're amazing people not to like remotely hate on the Hype House by any means, but I was like, you know, what what is special about the Hype House? Like, what is it? Is it just because they're popular and because they're attractive and because they're fun to watch and they kind of know how to dance and do that, whatever? It's like, what is it that they're, that they're capitalizing on? I was like, I think it's just the fact that people like them. Like, people just simply like them as human beings because they're cool people. So I was like, why don't we start a house where we all, it's all people based out of Nashville that have a product, which is music, also themselves, but music, and come together and cross collaborate on each other's platforms because we all have, you know, over 200,000 followers. So I called my friend Chris and I was like, yo, we've already been collaborating with these people. Like, you know, doing drop the mic challenges, which are like five my phone and I sing something that I drop like a hairbrush and then somebody in another video grabs something from the top and starts singing. So it looks like we're all together in one mm -hmm. stream of video. And I was like, we're already collaborating as it is. Why not create a space where we can all grow on this platform together, you know, talent wise and just followers wise and come together and hang out and like write songs. We all write songs, write songs together. Let's just get a house that we can all come together and do this in Nashville. Cause it hasn't been done yet. And Nashville was kind of behind the curve on this, on the TikTok mm -hmm. market. Yeah. And so called Chris, his manager is Jeff Manning over at red light and Jeff hopped in on it too. And we all kind of just started brainstorming together. And Chris was like, gosh, this is a crazy cool idea. We got to do this. And so we started, what is the six one five house? And we pulled together I think it's 10 people, nine artists, because one of them is a sister duo. Um, and super diverse group of people. Mm -hmm. Nobody does the same thing. Nobody sounds the same. Nobody looks the same. Everybody's very diverse. And we got a mansion here in Nashville that let us use their property to film. And we grew, I think it was, yeah, over over half a million followers in two months. Not even, <laughs> month and a half. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So it's been cool. I <laughs> love that like you guys were... You have a, you, what you did was create a, an online container for all the collaborations. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a completely, you know, different thing that you go looking for, right? On, when you're on TikTok. And so there, there are people who really just love all the collaboration stuff. And then there are going to be people who are like, oh, I, but I only want to listen to Ashley. Mm -hmm. And that gives them opportunity. So you took influence and you multiply it. And I, and that is like, it, that can get reverse engineered into so many different, business models like it's cool. outside of TikTok, uh, completely, you know, whatever, if you sell, you, you manufacture linens and now you yeah. got to go find the person who also makes the beds 
yep. and co-opt your influence and package it all together and be able to sell it in bundles. And yeah, um, it's been cool because I mean, some companies want to do a reality show, and you know, we have the whole merch and the whole nine yards. Yeah, is there is there a keeping up? With uh, keeping up with the six one five house, is that check coming? it out. I know. We'll see. Um, we've talked to some companies about reality show stuff, but it's also tough because all of us are artists. You know, we're not not. I don't want to say just influencers, but we aren't influencers. We we are. We influence people, but mm. we're our first priority is our careers and our music. So a reality show where we have you know ten people in a house that all need to be touring and writing songs, like we can't really all be together. So it might be tough. Um, but we're talking. Uh, the Kardashians to did it. Some of them were they in Miami. Some true. of them were in LA. Like Very you could, true. you could totally do it. I we'll think see. that's a win. Well, I mean, right. there's just so much growth that we have. I mean, it's only yeah, no, three months sure. old now. So, and we already are at I think six hundred thousand followers. It's crazy. So we'll see. I mean, I think it's cool, cool too, because it's a country music predominant house. Predominant is that the right word? Yeah, predominant? I think so. Whatever, we'll go with it. And so it's like pretty much the same demographic, mm-hmm. like across the board. So, like you just said, you know, if somebody comes to six one five because I pulled them into the house from my page and then they're they gonna find like Thomas. They yeah, yeah, they're going to they're going to find everybody else. So it's you know, nobody's competitive. Nobody is like weird about it. We all genuinely want to lift each other up and help each other out. So So fun. do you think you basically like the 615 house and you and your crew like you pretty much run country TikTok, right? Like <laughs> I don't know about run it. There's there's some pretty cool artists on there that No, there's great artists, but I mean, but I mean like you guys have you probably swing the big hammer. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you it's been weird because. Do you know any of the stats on that? Like, as I don't TikTok know the stats. said, like they have said that you nothing's guys like us. The, that's awesome. They have said that nothing's like us, which is cool because I think out in LA, the hype house. You know, there's been like the Sway House and <laughs> other houses that have kind of modeled after yeah. it, but people have said like there's nobody doing what y'all are doing, which is cool because I mean, just like weird story side note, I was down in Florida visiting a friend like a couple months ago, actually a couple weeks ago, like for Halloween, and I was in like a, a house party, which COVID. Didn't happen. I don't know. Yeah. But no somebody, that. I don't know. I'm like, that's fine. There was five people masked. It was Halloween. Everybody um, had a mask on. Yeah, it's fine. But um, I was in the kitchen hanging out with a couple girls and they were like, you look really familiar. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I don't want to be like, is it from TikTok? And so I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I wonder why I look familiar. Like, I don't live here. Like in Florida, like what high school did you go to? And we're talking and they were like, are you part of that like country music? It's like country music hype house thing in, in Nashville. And I was like, yeah, I started that. And they were like, what? And they were like some just random girls in Florida. So it's just crazy. <laughs> People really have like seen it and heard of it and know about it. Even if they don't like really know what the 615 house is, mm-hmm. they've like seen it. So it's no, crazy. It's, it's everywhere. Like, it's you nuts. Can't, yeah. You can't get past it. I'm still, I'm strong. I've got uh, an older kid that's, you know, just turned 12 and he hasn't, he does not do TikTok yet because it's <laughs> like, it'll just eat his brain. I just feel like there's so much content yeah. There. I mean, I won't lie. I end up scrolling and I think like I set timers like, okay, at, you know, 1123, I'm going to stop. It's more like 24, whatever. I'm yeah. going to stop watching TikToks and it ends up like being midnight and I'm like still scrolling because it's just, it's an endless it's a scroll. Whole, it's, it's, there's all content and none of it's more than 60 seconds and you can just get through it. Yeah. The, so Netflix does the, are you still watching? Like, are you, are, you know, cause they don't you, have that though with TikTok. Well, they have that, those people that show up and go, Hey now you've been scrolling for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, don't tell me to live like, my life. Go to bed, go to bed. You yeah. don't know me. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's also the app learns you. Oh. Did you know that? No, that's so scary to me. So it's cool. So I'm, a, I'm like, so I've, I've owned a development company. Yeah. My first business was software. Like I love all that. And I get that that's out there. I, even though I know it and we've used it, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about AI. Have you seen the, the, the Netflix documentary? Yes. What is it? What is it called? Connected. 
No, uh, the social, the yeah, social, social dilemma. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I wanted to, to throw it. my, I wanted to throw my phone out of the window. Like I didn't <laughs> I want to watch it. I've never watched it. Don't. I need to. Watch It'll it. ruin your life. Don't do it. But then again, I feel like I already know. No, I don't even want to think about it. Like I, I know if I take my phone right now and I'm like, pillows, pillows, bedding, bedding, bedding. <laughs> like five minutes later, it's gonna be on my. That's gonna happen today. Yeah, well, I said linens, and I'm gonna start linens, getting you're gonna get linen ads. Yeah. I'm gonna get linen ads. Well, TikTok learns you though, like to the point that like. It monitors how long you watch a certain video, what you like, what you don't like, how fast you scroll, and it'll give you more of that. Like, it literally learns you, so you just keep scrolling, because it wants you to keep scrolling. That's crazy. It's nuts. You know what's weird for me about TikTok is that there's, like, you know, I can follow you and a bunch of other people, and I probably, you know, 50 accounts that I like, that's mine. Yeah. I never go to it. Like, what do you mean? I only look at the FYP. I only look at the For You page. That's what I everybody never does. Scroll, I never go left and look at the stuff that I asked for. That's what's fascinating, though, about TikTok. People keep asking me, like, do followers even really matter? And I'm like, honestly, I think your following is only as good as your most recent video. Because mm. just like Instagram has, like, the following page where, like you're saying, like, you, it's people you follow that you scroll through. Mm-hmm. Versus the TikTok page, the For You page... You can, you're not gonna. It's not guaranteed that your fans and your followers are gonna see your videos. Right, right. It's all based on just the random for you page. So you have to every single video be creative and, and assume that nobody knows who you are. Everything has to go big. It has to make yeah. the FY the for you page. And you can't just be like, "Hey, so like my other video, I said this because it's that video might get on a for you page and people are, like, what are you talking about? Because they didn't see the other video. That's funny. So like Instagram, it's like very page centered. Like you don't want to yeah. post the same kind of video multiple times because of that, but. TikTok, I mean, you could post 10 videos a day and it just will only help you because 10 different audiences are going to see each video. It's nuts. Absolutely nuts. I I was having, I was, I went into like, like thousand yard stare. You were talking and giving me all (laughs) so fast. And I was like, I know I talk fast. I'm sorry. Mind melt. <laughs> I'm like, and then do this and the four you mentioned. Like, like, you just got a master class in TikTok. <laughs> I just don't understand. It's how I, I, it would be easier for me to go like, well, I'm 40. It's, you know, whatever. I don't understand it. <laughs> I do understand it. it is too, it's too much. It's like, a lot. Yeah. And I talk fast too. So I'm over here like, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right. So will you play some music for us? Let's do it. Yeah. My voice might gonna, give out on me. I'm going to we'll... put my headphones back on real quick so I can make sure. Yeah. Plus, I look cool. I look cool with headphones <laughs> you do look on. Cool. It's like a radio DJ. It's sick. Yeah, I was. I was telling Tommy. I was uh, three days ago. I recorded those three songs in the studio, um, and then two days ago, I went and played a show in Georgia, and died because we drove back the same day. So it was like an eleven-hour driving day. So my voice is a little rocky today, but it'll be it'll be cool. You get that okay? Yeah, we're good. This song is a brand new song I wrote with uh, Nicole Galleon and Jimmy Robbins, who are some incredible writers here in town. Um, I'll just do a verse and chorus. Yeah, sure. I'm so over you, and you're so over me. At least that's what we say. But is that what we mean? We say we're feeling better, we're both better off Till we're both feeling nothing, we ain't moving on Cause the opposite of love ain't saying that you hate me Trashing my name, telling all your friends I'm crazy The opposite of love ain't kissing on somebody Downtown at a bar, hoping that you spot me 
about that phrase of like the opposite of love isn't hate it's indifference yeah so it's like if you hate me then you still love me you still yeah, yeah. you're not out as an you feel something exactly that's yeah. so cool yeah, well ashley cook everybody thank you so much thanks so much for coming on and uh you know lots of success for you in this coming thank you so much it's gonna Tommy. be fun to see it really I'm glad it. we're friends i get to like celebrate it with you hell yeah always let's go <laughs> all right see you guys next time thank you